0: Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decade, your Rosary on the Road. I've got uh, yet another one of the uh, petitions that we've been going through this week. Uh, We've just been uh, wonderfully overwhelmed. I'm so happy to have so many people to pray for. Uh, Today, So the last couple of prayers that we've said, we have intentions that have come in from uh, past listeners. We've had intentions for friends through Exodus Americanus, who's been... Just some of the best people that I know are people that I've met through Exodus Exodus Americanus. And now I've got another wonderful group of Catholic Christians, uh, and one of them is in a tremendous, uh, a terrible situation. Uh, He's got a diagnosis from a doctor with an illness that gives him a a 1 in 10 chance of, of making it. Uh, which is, or um, it's, it's one in ten will will die of this particular condition. So he's got a one in ten chance of of being called home uh, with this particular illness. And I want to pray for him, pray for his healing, pray for his perfect health. Uh, because this was, a, he asked for general prayers in one of the chats that I'm in. I don't want to reveal his uh, uh, his identity, um, but um, let's just call him. Um, hmm. I'm going with initials so much maybe i should actually give this guy a name let's call him tom i'll call him tom uh, he has, uh, announced that he has this uh, this condition and uh he's a very close friend of uh, the the bread pilled circle uh rights and duties he he's been a, a close follower of trad patrick who's someone else who i, I follow and and admire greatly And I want to pray for him and pray for his healing and and pray for his family as well. It's, we are no man as an island. He has all of these different connections that all the suffering that he goes through, they suffer with him as well, whether he's aware of it or not. And whether he seeks to share it with them or not, inevitably the crosses that we bear must have some impact on those around us. Uh, Whether we uh, carry them dutifully ourselves, whether we drop them and force someone else to carry them, uh, or whether we ask for aid, our crosses have bearing on all of those around us, and this is a, a great cross to bear. So I want to pray for Tom, and uh, I also have uh, some other prayers that we need to get through. I've actually got two more, and I've only got one day left in the week, <laughs> so. Uh, we'll continue on with those getting through this backlog uh, before we get into newer stuff. But if you have an intention, a prayer intention, a petition, anything at all that you'd like to send in for us to pray for, I know it would be my pleasure, my delight to do that. Send it into daily requests at protonmail.com. That's Decade, D-E-C-A-D-E, requests in the plural, at protonmail.com. And while I won't get to it this week because I'm still working my way through this wonderful backlog of petitions and prayers, Uh, next week we will get to it probably on Tuesday uh, unless anything else comes in from the chats or someone sends me something on gab or uh, any one of those other platforms I'm also opening up an odyssey I haven't started uploading these as videos yet mainly because I don't have time to do video editing but uh, we will be loading a couple of these talks uh and and our prayers and prayer intentions onto odyssey when the time comes i don't know that i'm going to do back issues um i've got a couple that are still left over on the speaker platform that never made their way to the anchor platform and i'm in the process of migrating those i was hoping to do that as a saturday thing for a while there but um it uh i just it got away from me but i will be doing that as well just heads up and be aware we do still have a website i haven't done any updates to it i'm going to be putting the saint augustine uh novena on there that is praytherosaryeveryday.wordpress.com and i'm working on getting our own uh domain on there as well and i may get a blog attached where i upload episodes with uh, descriptions on there just like we do where we're syndicated over at exodus american because they also use a wordpress platform let's see i think that's all the housekeeping stuff that i wanted to get through so we'll uh, get into the important stuff now which is our prayers uh, get your rosaries out and put ourselves our hearts and our minds in the presence of god and ask for his his aid and His assistance. Today is Thursday, so we'll be uh, praying in English today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, weeping, and mourning from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus, O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. For forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same christ our lord amen oh saint Bernadette, wonderful saint Bernadette, who was so graced as to receive a vision of our lady to whom we pray that she intercede for us now and at the hour of our death and who was taken from this world by illness which you bore a suffering as a cross from Christ and with the grace of Christ intercede now we humbly pray on behalf of our brother the servant of God Tom that his illness may be to him a cross which increase his merit with each passing moment that he bears it and that Our blessed Lord should spare him from death for the sake of those who love him, but call him home in a happy death and one after a life which glorifies the Lord, that he may earn all of the graces and all of the merits available to him. And we ask this in the name of the Son of She who revealed herself to you That is, Jesus Christ, who is God, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us, in all our daily struggles, with all our daily sicknesses, with all our daily crosses, St. Michael the Archangel defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah, we have a theme going here on marriage, and um, it's actually, I wasn't originally going to pray to St. Bernadette. She jumped into my mind for some reason. It's funny how saints will do that sometimes. You go uh, seeking some answer, and the saint will sort of leap into mind. So St. Bernadette has something to tell me today, I suppose. I don't know what it is. Uh, it's, uh, but she leapt into my mind. And uh, she leapt into my mind, along with another saint who I was thinking about praying to, actually, uh, which is St. Teresa of Lisieux. And the reason why she's on my mind is because uh, my wife is uh, my wife's in a book club, a little parish book club. And uh, they go through and pick out a couple of books that they're going to read at different times of the year. Some of them are religious, some of them aren't. Uh, it sort of has a seasonal element to it. Whenever there is a major religious season, though, uh, like Advent or Lent, uh, during Pentecost, uh, they have uh, specific readings that they work their way through. And this Advent, uh, they're working their way through uh, the uh, the story of a soul, the autobiography of St. Therese of Lisieux. And I've made a resolution that I'm going to read the book along with my wife uh, when the time comes. And it gave me a little bit of ref- reflection on what we had talked to what we've been talking about pretty much all week here which is marriage and what makes for a godly marriage and all godly marriages will be successful marriages so it's a and that actually i think in and of itself is a lesson people talk about well how do you have a successful marriage how do you have a successful family life you know, how do you raise your kids properly everybody has all these books out there you know from the time that people have been reading books for guidance on what really ought to come by instinct uh, they have been looking at all of these psychologists and doctors and so-called experts to tell them how to raise their children my grandmother had a saying she said x and math means nothing and spurts a drop of water so that's what you do with the experts on these things the reality is is that so much of what makes a good parent is to be found inside of us already because that's where God is the kingdom of heaven is within you that's that's what the scripture tells us and we have lessons that we can draw from our religion that tell us everything we need to be successful at really just being a human being it's a everything that goes that rolls up into being human Including the fulfillment of the command by God to be fruitful and multiply which necessitates marriage all of that The success at all of those endeavors is to be found in the Christian religion It's the plan That Christ that God himself incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ has given to us For the defeat of the devil and because it comes from God we know it is a perfect plan I think it was uh, Wilhelm von Moltke. He was the a uh, general in the Prussian army who said that no battle plan survives contact with the enemy. Uh, that's because they're all human. This battle plan, the enemy shall not survive contact with this battle plan. In the army of the Lord, we are sure of victory. And so every undertaking that we do, everything that we, uh, everything, every task that we undertake, there we are. Done in a godly manner will be successful and that's true of parenting it's true of uh, marriage it's true of work it's true of uh, er everything that we do so when we turn to marriage and we talk about what makes a successful marriage well a godly marriage is a successful marriage so our real concern should be what makes a godly marriage what makes a godly family and and I'm being very general here because I do believe that the lessons of Scripture on this subject are available to anyone who picks up the Scripture, who picks up the Fathers, and who reads what has been taught on this subject. Well, the teaching is extra ecclesiam nulla salis. There's no salvation outside the church. That doesn't mean that there's no godliness outside the church. There's plenty of people who are able to live in a manner consistent with the faith without taking that final plunge. So, take this lesson with that in mind. A lesson, as if I know what I'm doing. I struggle with this as much as anyone else would. Uh, There are a couple of things that I have found have been very successful in my marriage. My marriage started out a little bit rocky uh, in large part because I'm a worldly man and I I have been I'm very much in the stream of the culture that we live in which is a very ungodly culture and that has made me personally in various points of my life and to an extent even now a very weak sinful effeminate creature uh, because the society we live in makes us envious, emotional, selfish, greedy, lazy, and constantly seeking pleasure. That's what society makes us into, especially those of us who are exposed to the internet at, at an early age, which, you know, it's, uh, it, I didn't grow up with the internet necessarily, but it sort of forced its way into my youth uh, as I w- as I was growing. And so inevitably, I bear all those marks, as I think most of us do. I, all of us do. I'd be surprised if anybody under the age of 50 doesn't have all, does bear all these marks. And uh, everybody over the age of 50 is uh, bears with them different sins and different weaknesses. And all of us have a lot of pride to deal with. But nevertheless, I think the the lessons that come from. Uh, come from the church broadly speaking are lessons that anyone can learn and then in turn teach so when i say lesson i'm not talking about some wisdom that i possess in fact anyone who tells you that the that the lesson that they teach is wisdom from themselves is likely a charlatan all truly wise men know that they don't have any wisdom and this is something that actually is important to bear in mind in a marital setting the humility that it takes to walk together. We talked about how marriage has to be treated as a oneness, a unity. Like like the Trinity, the family is un is unified. It has in- individual persons, but it's a unified whole. And that's true of the nuclear family. It's true, uh, which is largely a construct. Really, the nuclear family is almost is almost unnatural, because we are tribal beings. But it's true of a tribal family as well. And it's true of a wider nation. Any, any blood relation imitates the trinity of father, mother, child, father, mother, child. That's the, that's the core building block. We talked about that already. and We talked about you know, when we uh, went through yesterday what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman and following these forms of perfection the essence of all of this ultimately is humility before, before God, and seeking the wisdom of God. Not pretending that you have the wisdom. You know, I have those. Um, is it Psalm 30 or Psalm 33? Women running around. This this is a Protestant thing, an evangelical Protestant thing, where you know the uh, the the Psalm uh, the Psalm 30 woman. It talks about a woman, a wise woman, considers a field and purchases it. That that Psalm anyone who is running around calling themselves that is exactly the opposite of that by definition wisdom and humility are not to be found for women in the Psalms they're to be found in our Blessed Mother our Blessed Mother is the woman of the Psalms and her model is to keep her mouth shut and not talk about who she is and what she is the Magnificat is not a declaration, I am blessed, I am grace-filled, I am wonderful. She says, henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has done great things with me. Even in exaltation, it is a statement of humility. And so, men and women alike, if we have the wisdom of God that we within us and we seek to do what blessed carl talked about when he was married to his wife and said now we must get each other to heaven if we're trying to get each other to heaven which is the basis of a godly marriage then that humility comes first and necessarily that means sort of walking together all of us have these fallen imperfections we talked about the union uh, and i'm kind of revisiting that from a different angle today one of the most one of the, the best things that i've done with my wife is to walk with her in her spiritual journey and her spiritual reading uh, this isn't the first we're reading saint Therese of Lisieux together isn't the first time that we've done this we did that with saint um, Teresa of avila um, did it a bit with meister eckhart and did a bit of reading um, as well we do a lot of um, we did a, a bit of reading and a bit of listening uh, as well uh, in, in regards to uh, to Bishop Sheen, both of us are great uh, uh, adherents to Bishop Sheen. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very strong advocate for his canonization, and, and she has become too. She's a little bit of a stronger advocate for the canonization of Archbishop Lefebvre than I am. Uh, but either way, we sort of walk together in these things. And both of us walking together have grown significantly in our faith and become better Christians. And... A better, wa- a better wife and a better husband to one another, too, I think. And this is after many, many years of us walking in opposite directions, of us treating faith as a sort of individual thing, and of tending to our own wounds rather than tending to each other's wounds. Uh, there's a uh, the idea of the household... Uh, we, This is something else that we were recently talking about, building on the Father Ripperger talk that we listened to together. Uh, All men, single or married, have total responsibility in their household. Whether you have a dog or a wife and children, your task is to provide for, shelter and care for all those in your charge. As a man, that means that you have 100% responsibility. Our society, even the traditional elements of our society, talk about a 50-50 split in marriage. That's not at all how it works. The man has 100% of the responsibility, and he delegates that responsibility to the woman. And that means necessarily that he should be constantly caring for her, tending to her, of being aware of what's going on in her and his children's lives, spiritual lives most of all. Part of the reason why what I've started doing and what's actually really improved, brought us closer together in our own marriage, has been that I'm watching much more carefully what my wife is consuming in terms of what her reading is, what her... Uh, what her uh, undertakings are, what, what she's watching, what she's listening to and I've been participating a bit in that as we've been moving away from the secular consumption of product and of entertainment towards our more religious consumption, we end up borrowing from one another a great deal more and she stopped listening to a lot of pop music that she used to listen to and i've stopped listening to a lot of the heavy metal i used to listen to and we've stopped reading certain things that aren't edifying and we've switched so that a lot of what we do and a lot of what we read is starting to overlap and the result of that is that our conversation has improved and That conversation and communication, I know that we talk about anyone who does marriage counseling talks about communication, communication, communication. You can communicate an awful lot and say very little. It's a matter of actually being in concert with one another that makes communication successful because it reveals to one another with a frankness and honesty where you stand in relation to one another and it actually, if you care chiefly about each other, this will strengthen things. This will make the marriage work better. And so, I'm walking with her with Saint Therese of Lisieux this this Advent, and uh, in all likelihood, and I've I've recommended um, a uh, I've recommended Bishop Fulton Sheen's uh, autobiography to her, which I I read on my own of sort of as my own sort of thing, uh, but it has given us a great deal to talk about. So she's walking with me in in that as well so it goes back and forth and tending the garden of your spiritual life in that way will produce greater fruits you know it's the uh, the, the spiritual garden in, in, in many ways the man is the gardener and the, the woman is the is, is all the elements that make the garden work you know, it's uh, she's she's the fence, the door, the the rainwater, and from all of that, if he's careful about the way he tends those things and directs those things, his garden will flourish. His spiritual garden will flourish. If he's not, if he's careless, he'll end up with a jungle. And you should see my garden, my backyard garden. I haven't been in it. In months because I haven't had the time and the result is, is that it looks worse than any other part of the yard now there's still some fruit floating around back there I think I have a couple of peppers nothing could kill those things and none of the bugs eat them but it's produced practically nothing else and the reason why is because I haven't been tending to it. And so all of those things which should be helping the garden, the enclosure, the, uh, the, the, the placement of the garden, uh, the various plants that I have planted in the garden, uh, all of those things have gone wild on me. The enclosure makes it so that I have a hard time getting into weed now. It's actually become a hindrance rather than a help. It's supposed to be keeping out the wild animals. Now it's keeping me out. You know the uh, the the placement of the garden has ended up because I haven't been tending to the plants around it. It ends up getting super. It's uh, it's now got a lot of shade and it's gotten very very damp and it's caused for a tremendous uh, growth of weeds in there. All of these different things that I should have been tending, that if I had been tending would be helping the garden along, have now become things that make the garden no longer produce as the garden should. And a woman is exactly the same way. If you tend to her, and you direct her properly, then she brings forth both of your spiritual fruits in abundance. If you're careless about it, if you let her be an individual, if you leave her to her own devices, and if you don't really show that you care about her, then she becomes wild and unruly and actually hinders the growth of spiritual fruit. Uh, I'm speaking to men. I know there are women in the audience that are hearing this, and it probably, sound, it probably sounds a little bit like uh, the, I, <laughs> like rather than a, a human being, a woman is sort of a, a product of the environment. This metaphor, this analogy, works. Trust me, it does. In understanding how a man and a woman are supposed to relate to one another. A woman is there as the helper of the man. That's in Genesis And a man can uh, direct his helpmate and his aid to his greater purpose or he can abuse that helpmate and that aid and turn his helpmate and aid into a slave or uh, into a, 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 a wild creature. But ultimately the responsibility for those things falls upon him to walk with her and her to walk with him as they're both along their way. And walking with one another spiritually and tending the garden of their shared spirituality your shared spirituality is essential I think in, in my experience it seems that way to a successful marriage and to a successful family and by extension a successful tribe and really a successful race if we take it all the way out and so my prayer today is that everyone who's who's listening to this and uh, everyone who for whom we pray and who pray for us uh, will see clearly what must be done to tend to the garden of their own spirituality and that as these fruits grow and these fruit bearing spiritual plants grow they'll draw both of you upward towards god so that your godliness increases and with the increase in your godliness so too all of the fruits of a successful marriage successful family will also increase and with much good fruit we shall present to god what is needed to be pressed into the wine of our salvation in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost Amen.